Hello and welcome to another episode of Moonchild Musings. My name is Kylie Virtue, and as always, I'm super grateful that you've joined me um, just to listen in on the curiosities of my mind. And for today's podcast, I went back and forth on what I wanted to talk about today. I always feel like I have so much to talk about (laughs) and uh, so many different ideas. Um, I always get inspired from other people and um, situations that come up. I get inspired from my yoga classes um, and general feedback from the people in my life. So um, today I've been thinking a lot that we had a um, pretty potent Aquarius new moon and on Friday and it um you know has definitely been an interesting energy for me um Aquarius is an interesting energy for a lot of people it's a masculine sign which I will point out why that's important to today's episode um in a moment but it's a very forward thinking air sign that um pushes us to look at different perspectives um, and sort of at our future in a unique and different way. Aquarius is also connected to the 11th house of friendships, um, communities, groups, connections. So it really got me thinking about the connections in my life, uh, the people in my life, um, you know, how I uh, exist in relationship Um, how I communicate with others, um, and what have been my patterns with my closest and most intimate relationships. Um, So it's definitely been a unique energy for me. Personally, I've had a little bit of a challenge with it. Um, It might be a little bit of the um, energy shift, might be a little bit of the pregnancy hormones, um, but who knows? (laughs) Anyways, for today's podcast, I wanted to talk about the idea of masculinity and femininity and how it exists in both of us, how we have this polarity and sorry, in all of us and how we have this duality between us and how it plays a factor in how we connect, um, how you know, certain people connect in certain ways using feminine energy, using masculine energy. Um, how do we feel about masculine energy and feminine energy? Um, what does it mean to us? What does it mean to be vulnerable? For example, that's a very feminine uh, quality. Um, yet masculinity, or sorry, men should also be able to play with the idea of um, vulnerability. So it's this very interesting dynamic, this duality that exists uh, in all of us. And um, I'm going to end this episode with a little breathing technique that uh, balances both the yin and the yang energies in our body. The yin and the yang is the masculine and feminine energies. Uh, The yin is on our left side. The yang is on the right side. Uh, The yin is thought to be cooling. Um, It's connected to the feminine. The yang is connected to the masculine. It's thought to be heating. Um, And they say that some people have imbalances um, in either side or both sides. Um, And that contributes to health concerns. Um, to stagnant energy and maybe to outbursts or the opposite retreating into oneself. So originally I was thinking that I was going to do this podcast by myself and then I got to thinking all of a sudden similarly actually to my podcast with my mother I thought hey I have this masculine counterpart in my life um my husband and I would be curious to know his outlook on um the duality that exists in both of us and um you know what how it plays out in our relationship 
how it plays out in life, and we're going to get in a little bit into our signs and all that kind of stuff. So welcome to the podcast, my husband. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> he does have a name. His name is Francis. Um, Mr. Whalen, we could call him as well. What do you prefer? I've never been called Mr. Whalen. I believe <laughs> that would be my father. Yeah. Uh, Francis is fine. Francis is fine. Good. Um, so welcome to your, our very first podcast together. You were a lot easier to get on board to podcast than my mom was. You're much more go with the flow, I guess. Yeah, I guess, well, in your world, my sign would be very relaxed and able to just go with it, right? Yes. So, so since you brought it up, let's just dive right in. So Francis is a Pisces, um, which is actually, when we're talking about masculine and feminine, is a feminine sign. Sagittarius is my sun sign, and it's a masculine sign, so I find that really interesting. Um, and if we dive deeper into our charts, um, his rising sign and my rising sign are the same. We have Virgo rising, and Virgo is a feminine um, sign. And then we both have air signs as our moon, so our inner emotional sides. Um, but Francis's is Libra, which is feminine, and mine is Gemini, which is masculine. Um, so it's kind of interesting because I'm technically the female in their relationship and Francis is the male. Um, but yet technically speaking in terms of Zodiacs, our energies, you're a little more female and I'm a little bit more masculine. What does that mean though? Like, what is it? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> like, how am I more feminine because of my well, signs, what, or does it work that way? Well, what does feminine mean to you? <laughs> I mean, male, female is the thing, and I guess acting as a female being feminine, I don't know. Yeah. You were, you were raised by a, fe- a female. Correct. So you had um, a f- quite a female presence, I guess, growing up. Um, and I think, for me, looking at you as your partner, and for those who don't know, Francis and I have been partners for a long time. <laughs> 13 years? Yeah, 13 years. So, um, you know, I've watched him and he's watched me grow up. Um, and I see, I see the feminine uh, influence in you. And for me, feminine, femininity is, um, there's like a softness. Um, there's, you're very, you know, good at nurturing and loving and, and, and that's something that isn't necessarily a masculine, um, in our world anyways. Yeah. That whole, what's feminine, what's masculine. Well, that's the thing. That dude's really manly or that woman's very girly. But it's funny because you actually, to me, are very masculine. Like I think about you and you are very, you you're like deep voice. You're like a large human. That's on the outside, right? Right. That's not what a person's personality is. But I think that if someone met you, they wouldn't, their initial reaction would be like, wow, that guy's like really got this like soft feminine nature. I don't know. You think first meeting me someone would? I think that the first, like if I were to just meet you, which I did 13 years ago. I'm probably a different person. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, you are a different person. But you didn't give off this soft but I wonder if that is that a friend like do you even consciously realize that that's the that's that's what you give off maybe I don't open up to people maybe I keep some stuff which makes me more masculine when you first meet me and whereas I open up and I become more feminine when you get to know what I actually am yeah exactly so I wonder like if men feel like they have to give off this masculine like I'm the dude, like strong nature, if they feel like they do in this world. Like, for example, I'm going to ask you something. Growing up as a kid, one of the biggest things that they're saying is is a challenge um, for boys. And I think this is particularly interesting because we are pregnant well, I'm pregnant with a boy. With a boy. So really? we're going to <laughs> we're going to be bringing a boy into this world. 
and we're going to be influencing this male and especially in this world right now that we are we're currently in there is a lot of really interesting I mean there's an explosion of gender being completely irrelevant yes there's um you know I think we're being we're going to be bringing up our boy in a completely different world than what you would have been brought up in because when I was like because of my age and where I grew up in women weren't as prominent in the world as men were right whereas nowadays there are women who are so they've done well for themselves they're so prominent in our lives that they've actually they have a bigger role on people bigger role models bigger right right but yet we have trump as the president of (laughs) well this is what i mean though like what's happening there's this really strange there's a duality happening universally I think that we have we still have people trapped in that masculine way of thinking. Like to me, Trump is very a very negative reflection of what masculinity yeah. can be. But my question was, and somehow we got, I don't know, sidetracked. You know, Francis and I are mutable signs and we have a lot of mutability in our energy, so we kind of <laughs> we can be a little bit all over the place, but it makes us very flexible as humans. But um what I was going to ask you was growing up, yeah. if you cried or showed emotion in that way, A, did you? Shed tear cry? Or were we talking Did you like... cry? Or did you feel comfortable? Or did you feel like you had to hold back your tears as a boy? Are we talking in front of people? In front of we... people. Okay, well, there are different things because I, I have cried. Uh-huh. Where I was upset, and I got teased in school for it. There were things like that, but I also cried when I lost like an animal, and it was fine. It just, I guess, I guess like the people around me made me decide what, where I should cry and how I should cry. Like I had no problem crying in front of my parents or my family. It was a non-issue. But in front of like people who teased me at school and stuff like that, I did it once or twice and I was just teased forever about it. So it kind of made me not want to do that in front of people. So would you like cry in front of like your your bros, your boys? Depends on, like, I'd have to guess. Maybe not now. Maybe not now. Because I think now, I don't know. I don't know. I probably would if it was something that like for... I don't cry too often. No, which I've is ne- interesting because technically as a Pisces, you're supposed to be the most sensitive sign. That, one of the most sensitive signs. How many that times have you seen me cry? Not a lot. And that's why I'm asking you the question because I think it's one of... And that's why I want to talk specifically about vulnerability today because it seems to be that there's a challenge when we have... Either we think that we need to be masculine so we can't be vulnerable slash we're feminine, we're female... And we feel like we can't be vulnerable and that's our masculine. We think we need to be strong and not be vulnerable around people nature. See, I don't, when I, when I feel about the crime thing, it's, I don't know if I see it as masculine or feminine. If I'm letting go, I see uh, a time and a place to do it or the idea of who I should do it in front of or. It's, it's hard to describe if it's masculine or if it's feminine because right. tears are just emotions. Like you're just showing emotions of sadness. And for me to cry, like I don't cry for very many things. Like it would take quite a bit to make me cry. But when something is that upsetting, yeah, I'll cry. I'll show feelings. And I mean, I guess when I was younger, it was more of like, it was hard because you're still learning yourself and these things were had... Like, there were issues for me growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, nowadays, I've lost that connection of caring what people think of my emotions when they're, my emotions are for me. They are for me. And I guess people can see how I feel and understand them, but I'm not, I'm not putting on emotions for other people, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I... To say one emotion's more feminine than the other, I... Or masculine than the other. Yeah. And maybe it's not. And and to me, I feel like 
it shouldn't be. I think that sometimes I wonder if mas- the, the, our idea of masculinity and our idea of femininity is a construct of the world that we live in. Well, I mean, just, just the idea of we were t- like, I was growing up with commercials where it's like, a man eats meat. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, exactly. that's not entirely true. But like, <laughs> well, the more and more I learned that, like, even the gladiators who were men, yeah, they eat, they eat beans and barley. Like, that was their main source, and they, they were gladiators. Like, right. One of the most, like, manly things you would think of. Right. Yeah. No, I know. And that's where I think, like, I think, I think... I think two things. I think, first of all, I think we both have, we all have a masculine side to us and a feminine side. I think that masculinity and femininity has been created based on the world that we live in. Like, if you think about society, like, I think, I think that back in the day, like, if you think about it, I mean, we're a married couple in the modern age, so we don't have this. Right. But, well, as much. It's not entirely. I'm I'm talking. I'm thinking in my head and not using my words. But it back in the day, you know, we'd have the woman who bears the children, who cooks, cleans the house, um, and the man who goes out earns the um, money, brings home the bacon. brings home the bacon, has the career, and then we had this explosion in uh, the like 60s or 70s or whatever where we had people just like free love and so if you look like back in time but then if you go all the way back when we had the hunter and the gatherer the men and we had again females that were taking care of the children and raising the children um and to watch it develop into what it is today where we have literally like I feel like there's not I mean there's it obviously still exists the distinction but it has taken a completely different role yeah I mean when I was younger it was the idea that girls girls cry right it was a it was a thing that like you cry like a little girl is literally one of the sayings that people would say, oh, what, stop crying like a little girl or something like that. Like, you'd see it exactly. in movies or TV. But I don't... I personally don't see that. Okay. Crying to me is an emotion without, like, feminine or masculine... It doesn't have that. Yeah, it doesn't have that to me. And I think that that's a really interesting concept because I don't think every male that we would speak to... If we did like a whole like survey Ask or something them, like they'd probably say yeah, yeah. for girls or for women or i mean or think that and not want to say that correct but i also think that it's funny because you 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 are a crier i am whereas i'm not a crier and you're a female but and i'm a male but i have feminine you said I you have, have more a feminine more fem- feminine energy yeah but then the, the again what is feminine yeah. What is feminine? Yeah. Yeah. What is masculine? Yeah. Right? Um, because feminine energy, according to yin energy, which is feminine, okay. is passive energy. And yang energy is more like um, active. Whereas I would say we w- that would fall into our, into our roles as me being more masculine astrologically and you being more feminine. Because you're more active. Because you're passive. passive. Correct. You're more of a passive person. Yeah. And I'm much more of a push my way into something, react person. Yes. And you are much more like, okay, like, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to do something? No, no I'll, I'll wait for it to come and yeah. then I'll deal with it. That's <laughs> passive. Yeah. But I think that one of the things that makes us both find challenges as a couple, but also work as a couple, is because we have both of those elements in the relationship or we bring both of those elements into the relationship yeah and that's where you can say we both we need to embrace both parts of that energy in ourselves 
um, because like it, I think it's important to have both the yin and the yang present in our lives because sometimes we need to be active and sometimes we have to have a balance. Yeah. Or both. We need to be passive. Um, but I think like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with the world right now. Cause I always like to think of things like universally as well. Right. Like if we're in a more masculine way of thinking right now, or if we're in a more feminine way of thinking or a yin yang of thinking, yang, passive, active. Well, what we see is still only like a bubble of what we see, right? Like we only see, I guess, our areas like we I, I guess it would be different for my sister who sees the world on a whole different size gets a whole different observation of it of different places in the world acting differently of culturally family. yeah exactly like we see a lot of like so Francis's US... sister lives in Spain correct so they see things differently and who knows how they act like I, and is the man more prominent the female prominent or masculine feminine does that change anything over there whereas we see the world over here and it's almost, it's interesting to me because when I look at it, I see it, the, they say feminist power or this or that, but it almost seems like, to me, the idea of power seems masculine. Right. Right? But that's... But it's, it's, it almost seems like all the, the, the feminists are saying, like, we need more power, we need right. this, and it, it almost seems like the, 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 the females, which are not, I understand everything like that but like they're trying to be more masculine with power right so i because i think it's a construct in this world that masculinity means power correct yeah i would that's how i would see it yes but there are like you see it and there are women in power like i said earlier like it's well it's even think common. about think about last night when we were watching the witcher yeah. and what was the first thing i said Oh, look, they're at it for those who haven't seen The Witcher yet, but it's not going to give anything away, really. But the queen, so talk about powerful. She was the one in She charge. was the one who was in charge, and she was the one who was going to war, like quite literally, like she was fighting. fighting yes. And my first reaction as a female yeah. was, wow, I'm really surprised. <laughs> that, yeah, like, you this don't must see it. be a world where a female is is fighting or like is the one that like oh i'm surprised she's not up up in the castle being protected right well that also, but that's crazy but same, same with game of thrones powerful females right. throughout all of game of thrones whereas males were powerful too but for some reason females were still ones that held power even though they didn't like i don't want to get into it because i don't want to spoil in case someone <laughs> hasn't watched well but. they need to get they need to get on that <laughs> They need to get on that and then get horribly disappointed. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, um, but it's just interesting to me because I'm a female who, who is a powerful female who believes in the strength of femininity. Who, yeah. But then my, my first reaction is, why is this chick, not why, but like, oh, that woman is out there on the battlefield going first like yeah what leading when her her husband was right beside <laughs> behind, her. behind well beside slightly behind <laughs> but it it showed that she was in charge right she was the power head right and like but why is it that me someone who's who's very like i love the idea of you know gender being a construct and and i love to incorporate everybody regardless of you know sexual orientation and whatever but my but yet my unconscious thought was oh look at that chick she's in power and you know so i just think that's interesting because where does that come from why why is that in my mind that's in my mind from what i've seen i guess it would be i mean it comes to the idea of being normal what normal being what you would see more common right right whereas you see something a little more rare you're like whoa that's rare i don't normally yeah. see that that's something interesting whereas like you'll see men in battle like that's a that's that's a, a masculine thing i was i wouldn't have thought of anything if there was a dude up there like i would it would not even i would have been what it was yeah and i think that that is because of what i what i have 
seen growing up um, in shows, in, um, you know, even politically in the world. And, um, and I think that it's like unconsciously it's affected me and I haven't even, I don't even realize it. We grew up where it's like name, name main characters who were females in shows that you watched growing up that were strong, powerful, masculine, like characters. Or, or how about this? Even if there were, then we were, we would see them as more masculine. Like, even if there was a strong f- female, like, female as in, identifies as a female, okay. she would be seen as a more masculine person if she was in power, because she had the strength. Well, I mean, let's, like, when I think about it, I think of, like, let, let's just talk about cartoons growing up. Okay. Like, I had Transformers, I had um, Thundercats, I had things like this, where there were females, but, and they were powerful but they weren't like the powerful interesting see i don't know that as much right whereas because i'm a girl (laughs) but but you did watch sailor moon yeah or um, where they were they were all the powerful ones but would you consider them masculine um not outwardly no i wouldn't so what is so that? So what is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. But yet, at the same time, I was expected to play with dolls and, like, babies mm-hmm. and Barbies and mm-hmm. things like that. And I never wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play with animals, like, uh, stuffed, stuffed animals and stuff like that. Oh, you want to play with animals? Oh, nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... But, yes. I. But I also, like, what's the difference between, like, girl shows and boy shows? Like, I wasn't watching, I mean, I had a bit of an influence because I had a brother, but, like, I was watching, like, the girls' shows. And why was I watching the girls' shows? Because that's what I was supposed to be doing? I don't know. Maybe they were just, you were more drawn to them. Maybe. Is there something instinctively in us that is, that we are, like, that isn't just a construct? Like, am I instinctively a certain way because I'm a female, I am, I am a girl, you were a boy. Not always. I mean, sure. But what about like, tomboys? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, how many how many females go towards, like, war movies? Right. Whereas how many males would more enjoy them? Like, I enjoy combat and stuff like that. Whereas sometimes you're like, I don't like that. I like more talking and drama. But is that me or is that is that me being a girl? That's a good question. Right? Because we assume that it's because I'm a girl. And there are more girl tendencies for sure, mm-hmm. but is it is it something that we've that is us or is it something that we've just been fed to believe? I don't know. Well, what what makes you like say Gilmore Girls so much? Whereas it because I can relate to it. It doesn't do anything for me. No. <laughs> yeah, I can like relate I've, to it. I've watched shows like I've watched some of the shows and I can get involved and they're good shows. But, like, there are some shows I just don't get involved, and yet that's about two women. Yeah. Because I had a relationship, or I have a relationship with my mom like that, so I relate to it. So that's not about femininity or masculinity, then? It's about, or is it? Is it the (laughs) femininity that you're drawn to? I don't know. That's, I mean, and that's what you have to wonder. You have to wonder. What like and it I, it even comes down to the nature versus nurture idea of yes. like what is it that we were growing up like because if we had I don't know we didn't have overly like in our lives males growing up That's either true. of us you had an older brother true but he was a lot old he's a lot older than me so his influence wasn't as strong but like you didn't have like an overbearing like a lot of boys have experiences where they have like an overbearing father who like thinks that they should be like like man up and like you know have a stepfather that did right yeah so so you know how did that affect you right like stuff like that is how you were nurtured you know in your nature you have certain qualities about you but how you were nurtured i mean i had a strong relationship with my mom you had a strong relationship with your mom 
we both were brought up essentially with a strong female in our life. Correct. And I think we both are very nurturing and like nurturing comes natural to us, I think. Pleasing. Pleasing. But see, that would be seen as a weakness of the feminine. Really? Yeah. Because it's like likability. It's like going like, you know, with the flow. Like it's that passive nature that's like, we need to make everything all like, everything's okay. And whereas if we're masculine, we're like, no, I'm fighting. I'm fighting that. I'm coming in. But like, why, why is that? Why is that that way? So you would say, like, stubborn or bullheaded is a masculine? Is it? What do you think when you think of that? I think more masculine, but it could totally be a feminine thing. And that's what I mean is I want to, I feel like I want to break down the idea of this construct that I have in my mind of what masculine and what feminine is. Because I think, I mean, for example, the idea that I'm female and I'm feminine and growing this child in me I could not feel more powerful (laughs) and I'm going to give birth and I'm sure I'm going to you know feel like I just I'm a freaking warrior you know and yet mothers or the idea of motherhood is like they're supposed to be this soft I mean even the podcast that my mom and I did together was all about like loving and softness and <laughs> it's true though but that's what naturally and I think that I, I think that there is because you know we're nurturers and things like that but I think you in order to be a mother and in order to be a female as well in this world you have to be strong AF I don't know I still feel sometimes like it's a man's world there's still unfair pay for men and women a lot of that has changed though. there is but there's a lot of that hasn't changed true there's a lot of that hasn't changed and 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 then when we go and we i mean i am not a politics person by any means but we have someone like trump as our president well not our president but but you wonder how much has really changed I think a lot of it has changed. But. I think the, the problem is, is a lot of the, let's just put it this way, a lot of the higher-ups or the people in power were still raised under the idea. Right. I mean, I was raised right. under the idea where a man was power. Right. But as when growing up, I was like, I remember hitting certain ages and hearing that women should have equal rights in this, and that was a thing as me growing up, I started to hear these things. So right question is when it comes down to our kid when he's growing up Mm -hmm. how far along will that have changed it's a good question i mean if you look at the kids these days there's you know people who don't want to even choose genders for kids or like well there's a neutral like gender neutral stuff i mean that could be quite the whole other topic of controversy. Um, But I think things are definitely changing, but like, I just wonder what's going to come out in both of us as we raise our son, you know, that we've brought from our own um, childhoods. You know what I mean? That we won't even consciously know that we do. Right. I want to raise my son as a nurturer and lover, you know, and will that make him feminine? Or will it make it as you don't see a difference? Yeah. And I think that's what I want to get to. I mean, back in the day, a lot of, like, let's just say our parents and things like that, that was a, a whole issue with race back in the day. Right. Whereas a lot of people nowadays... Like, the kids that grow up, they don't see... They'll say, my friend, my friend, my friend. And they won't say it, whereas, like, a parent will... Like, the kid will bring home the friend and be like, oh, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know this was a Asian child or a... You know what I mean? You don't know these things because kids don't see it. They They just see see a person. Yeah. 
and that's the way they've grown up which is wonderful like that's how it should be like who knows by the time our kid grows up he won't like it'll just be like this is a person i mean with names nowadays it's almost yeah <laughs> it's almost hard to tell if it's it, male yeah. or female masculine feminine yeah yeah but but i love that like i i would love i would love for him to just you know what like kind of how you brought it up about how you just see crying as an emotion yeah. it's not for girls it's an emotion correct and i would love for him to come into this world and be like a decide what it is that he feels for himself regardless of his gender what he like is drawn to like maybe he's more of a strong active you know less passive human but that doesn't mean that he's more male or more female I think it's just a quality that he has in himself but I I think it's so important to have children or to encourage children to have both to quote-unquote feminine quote-unquote masculine energies present and nurtured in their in their their life well I mean with everything that we've ever been taught or learned about this the yin and the yang everything within balance makes it perfect in theory yeah yes (laughs) wouldn't you want both for your child i would yeah but i was just curious your take because you're a man and Hmm. you technically relate to this gender more than i do technically Um, no i mean the I, i guess with my upbringing i am also a a young man who was raised by a female yeah who has a strong female i've had both female siblings growing up true around me one that both came around actually almost the same time in my life and then they were always around me and i just had my stepfather and i i didn't connect with him so he was never really that kind of masculine figure so for me to to know about like, even my mom didn't put me into sports. I had to learn about sports sure. myself. So I never had that masculine energy in my life. But yet I still love things like sports. I still love, like, action and this and that. And mm. I, I still find myself drawn to it. Right. That maybe that's just a part of who you are. and no, Nothing to do with you being a boy. And nothing to do with you being... It's masculine just It's just you. It's just who you are. It's just who you are. You know? And I think that that I think that that's the I think that's the part important thing that we need to instill into our child is that whatever it is that he likes and whatever it is he feels drawn to and that's just who he is. It's not that he's a boy and he needs to be a certain way, and just you know keeping an open mind and guiding him in that way, you know. Mm, yeah. There. But wouldn't, hmm, wow. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? When you start thinking about this, it kind of blows everything out of, I mean, we're going to be parents, so we have this influence on this little being. Okay. Here's, here's a thought. Yeah. Will, will you teach your son to hold doors open for females? Mm. <laughs> See, and that's another, that's... I would, yes, that would be my initial reaction would be, yeah, but why? But why? If if everything's equal, if, if gender equality, this and that, would it really matter? Or is it just a nice place? Like, I would teach him to do it for anyone. Right. Because, I mean, I hold doors open for both males and females And I think the that's time. the key, though. I think that's the key is that it's not an act of chivalry. I can never say that word. Chivalry? Chivalry? <laughs> yeah. It's an act of kindness and right. it's an act of love. Right. And it's not because he's a man and that's a female that he's doing it. He's doing it because he's, it's kindness. Right. But I know when I was younger, you we were always told to hold doors open for females. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, a, it's fascinating to me that it's something that we would all do and not even realize that it's a thing that we're doing because it's nice right it's a nice part of masculinity so why would question that but then when we're questioning it all you got to question that too and that's where i think the distinction i don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> we are <laughs> real stumped by all I conversations. Um, we are already coming to the end of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> um, I did not expect this to go <laughs> to be so. Um, I feel like we could probably honestly talk about this for hours upon hours. Maybe we're gonna do a, a version two point oh. Maybe when our child's actually here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And see how we feel then. Like when, you know, we have this little being that's here, you know? I mean, at that point, he's not much of a... He is just... Male, female, masculine, family energy. It'll just be a... I mean, at that point... But that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's... (laughs) Is, I mean, we're calling him he because he has male parts. But right. Is he really a gender at that point? There's nothing about him that pushes either way. No, except for us. Well, there's also another thing where, where we already talk about it and how you feel because he's so strong inside you. Where he hits you really hard right. and does these things. Is that a... And I always say, oh, it's because he's a boy. Yeah. Does that... A girl could, could do the same 100%. thing. A hundred percent. But then again, I've never seen someone <laughs> someone just be like, oh, oh, God. Like, I just got hit like by a Mack truck in, in your stomach. Whereas you get hit by it. And I think I never... I guess I'm never really that close to someone around the mall time that this would happen. But I don't ever my, remember my mom being like that. I remember being like once in a while, like, oof, I like this movement or whatever. But I don't right. remember like like all of a sudden like her just jolting or jumping or like because when he gives you a big hoof, <laughs> you like, you you literally will like jump like I've like I've slapped you or right. something. You know what I mean? Like you react to it. But yet I don't see the reaction. Right. So yeah. is that a masculine thing or is that a feminine thing? Or is that a him thing? Or is that just our... That's just our child. <laughs> and, and, that's the, and that's the thing. is like, And I think that that's what happens. And that's why it's so fascinating. Is we, we are all born. And we don't necessarily look like a girl or a boy when we're born. I mean, there's always that joke about putting the bow on the girl's head. So to, that people yeah. know she's a girl? Right. You know? And, yet, and then all of a sudden we're constructing this idea of gender. And what they should be around them by putting stuff on them, having rooms that are based around their gender. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's what I mean. Um, is that I think it's, we've, const- we construct it, but then there's also some innate things that I think that we naturally have in us that and then that's the nature part of us where like, I feel very motherly. Do you feel motherly? Probably not, but you're a nurturer. I, I don't, I, I don't really know what. I, I guess I only know what motherly is. I don't know what fatherly is, so I can't be like, is it motherly? Right. Or is it just a person caring for you because they love you? Right. And I think that that's so. It's so important that you just said that because I think that we need to we need to branch out of this whole like that's what girls do, that's what boys do. And that we come back to the idea of like kindness and love and holding that space for someone and power and strength in both genders and and not even putting boy girl on it and just being like, you know, for our son, for example, teaching them the ways of a good human, you know, try our best, try our best anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um I feel like we could go on forever, but we're gonna get caught off from the um the podcast um recording. But I think that I think that, that the conclusion that we're drawing is that at the end of the day I think we all have some masculinity in us and some femininity in us. I think maybe it means totally different things, but it's all constructed from the outside world. And I think that if we can get back to that's for boys, we can get away from that's for boys, that's for girls, and into just the idea of we're all humans, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
And I think that we can acknowledge that we both have, in both of us, feminine qualities and masculine qualities. And I think that when we can accept that and when we can bring that in for our child, for ourselves, and um, for other humans as well, when we can accept that in other humans um, and encourage that in other humans, I think it's important. I think it's really important. So... Anyways, um, cool conversation. Thanks, husband. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It yeah. was a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time because I know, you know, just my world, my hippy-dippy world, isn't always necessarily everything that you're used to, but you always come at it with a really open mind. Um, and I appreciate that about you feminine or masculine whatever that is <laughs> we don't care that's just a quality that you have we're just passive <laughs> yeah okay, yeah you're it. just passive you're like yeah it's typical water sign you're just like all right sure what is what is my crazy fire sign wife talking about now mm-hmm. but we're giving birth to a fire fire sign baby the fire sign baby the number one <laughs> so we have an aries baby coming so um Anyways, we're going to go down a path. I wanted to end this episode with a little bit of a meditation. So I want to say thank you to Francis for joining us. Um, And I think we'll definitely be doing this again based Mm -hmm. on this conversation. And um, yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. No problem. Hubby. Thank you. All right. So I wanted to um, finish off the podcast with a little um, balancing breath. Um, This is something I teach in my classes um, and I think it's, uh, it's helpful even if we're not <laughs> very vigorously talking about the differences between masculinity and femininity and, um, you know, the energies. I think it's helpful even just for anxiety and stress. So it's actually called alternate nostril breathing. So as I said, the yin side of our body, the, the more passive um, female light um lighter side uh the um it's connected to the moon is on our left and the male is on our right which is the more active fiery sort of sun side so you think the right side of me is sun left side of me is moon um and when we want to bring either energy in what i like to do is we can actually close off the alternate nostril so if we want to bring in that yin energy we can close off the right nostril and breathe only through the left side right the left side nostril um and vice versa but today i'm gonna just talk about doing this balancing breath of both energies because that's what we focused on Um, so just quickly close your eyes get in a comfortable seat if you can And when you're ready, start to bring your hand close to your face. I like to do a hang 10 um, little sign, little mudra with my hands. Um, But you can literally just bring your hand to your face. And you're going to close off your right nostril with your right thumb. You're going to take a nice big inhale breath through your left nostril. And as you exhale, you're going to exhale out of your left nostril. Then you're going to switch and close off your left nostril and inhale through your right nostril and exhale out your right. So basically every time that we take an exhale, we switch. So we take a full breath through our yin side and we take a full breath through our exhale, sorry, through our yang side. I'm getting so relaxed here just doing it a little bit. So just coming to that for a couple minutes can really balance out the energy. Um, You can do uh, something as simple as uh, this to invite a little bit of balance into your breath, bringing that closure of the right nostril with the right thumb, taking a nice big inhale breath. We're gonna breathe all the way down from the toes of the left foot and up the left side of the body. And as we exhale back down out the left nostril. Then we're gonna switch, closing off the left nostril, taking an inhale through the right side, starting at the right toes, all the way up the right side of the body. And then exhaling. And so just coming to this gentle practice of back and forth. each side we take an inhale breath and when we exhale 
we switch nostrils. Alternate nostril breathing can help with anxiety, with panic, uh, with depression, and with any kind of grief. Uh, we can come to it in a moment where we just need to close our eyes and balance out our breath, balance out uh, the yin and the yang sides of our bodies because sometimes um, we're sitting with this passive nature of our yin and we need to light ourselves up a little bit or sometimes and a lot of time in this world we have this yang strong nature um, that's kind of coming out this reactivity um, side of us that we need to calm ourselves down and we can either come into this alternate natural breathing or we can come into just inviting the left side breath or just inviting the right side breath. And it's such a simple practice that connects us back to our bodies because reminding ourselves that our bodies and our minds are deeply connected. Um, We have our second brain in our stomach. So when we are struggling with any kind of mental health, it is so important to get back into the body, away from the mind that's making things a little crazier than they need to be. And, um, back into the gentle balancing breath um thank you so much for listening um this again as always turns into an organic conversation that i don't ever really know what's going to happen and i thought that was really interesting what happened with my husband and thank you to him once again for um taking the time i'm very blessed and um i'm so grateful really truly and um Hopefully you guys can find something that you resonated with um, and maybe think about yourself and maybe what masculinity and femininity means to you and what the idea of vulnerability and power mean to you and the, the, the balance of it in your life and maybe how we can uh, cultivate more of one side or balance out the energies in our life um, and how we can do that to help ourselves and to help and relate to others um, and how as my husband so eloquently said we could just have an emotion it could be not masculine or feminine it could just be simple as doing something for someone else and I thought that that opening the door thing was a really cool cool little antidote for sure um, maybe we just open it for every human because we're just sending a little bit of kindness their way so as always love and light to you all and namaste